0: This is episode 70 of The Creative Giant Show. I'm Charlotte Gilkey. Thanks for joining me today. Part of being a creative giant is learning to be fully you, however you might show up. That's a hard enough journey, but it can feel even more daunting to learn to do that while in a romantic relationship with another creative giant. Dr. Laura Ciel and Bill Poet joined me to talk about their work together and how they navigate a romantic partnership that's also a business partnership. Ready? Let's do this.
1: Welcome to the Creative Giant Show, where we go behind the scenes about what it means to live a life full of creative and professional success. Creative Giants are talented, renaissance souls with a compassion-fueled bias towards action. Now, here is your host, Charlie Gilkey.
0: If you're struggling to keep up with processing your email, SaneBox might be just the tool you need. It has saved me hours of time each month, And the amount of peace of mind I get from it is priceless. SaneBox sorts through your email and moves all of the trivial stuff into a different folder so the only messages in your inbox are the ones you actually want to see. Aside from removing all of the junk so you can focus on the messages that matter, there's this great feature called the black hole. Move an email into that folder and you'll never hear from the sender again. One and done. Just how we like it. Because email can be such a bear and keep you from finishing the stuff that matters, We worked out a great deal for our listeners. Visit SaneBox.com forward slash giant, and they'll throw in an extra $25 credit on top of the two-week free trial. You don't have to enter the credit card information unless you decide to buy, so there's really nothing to lose. Again, that's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com forward slash giant. Alrighty, Creative Giants. I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Laura Ciel and Bill Poet. Dr. Laura Ciel has a rigorous and diverse educational background in business, economics, psychology, and coaching. She inspires transformation not only through her extensive knowledge, but also through her open heart, honesty, and intense passion for anyone to have the opportunity to live life full out. In addition to hosting the Dr. Laura Ciel Show, Laura provides training and leadership to individuals, businesses, nonprofits, and medical staff. After 25 years of successful practice, Dr. Laura Ciel has joined Bill Poet in creating the world's first fully integrated personal and professional development training programs at Life Advance International. Before co creating Life Advance International with Laura, Bill Poet had spent nearly 30 years as a peak performance expert. He trained members of America's most elite military, corporate, and athletic teams. Bill is also the creator of the Warrior Heart Project, providing personal and professional empowerment to individuals and businesses, and author of Live and Love Fearlessly. Laura and Bill, thanks so much for joining me today on the Creative Giant Show and, and sharing your work and your partnership.
1: Absolutely. Great to be here, Charlie. Thank you.
2: Can't wait to jump in. Alrighty,
1: So-
0: We always go into origin stores just so we can catch people up with who you are and how you got here. And we have the advantage of you guys having prior careers before you met each other. So um, I'll start with you, Laura. Like, tell me... Um, how you got to the point before you met Bill and Bill? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Ask me the other way around. Not
1: in 90 sec- seconds or less, right? <laughs>
0: well, I want the Twitter version. You get exactly three sentences. Yeah.
1: You know uh, what? I I actually, um, I've always been, even when I was a little girl, I've been interested in helping people, but I took a different turn. I got my doctorate in psychology and, and did everything. You know, I did everything academically, research, and really did a more traditional path originally. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't fulfilling me. I loved it, but I, I needed more. And there was a time after I had three kids where I took a little bit of time off and I said, I I need to do something in a bigger way. I need to reach more people. And it's, you know, it's been a process. It didn't happen overnight. I could see parts of it. Mm -hmm. And and I was on that path, actually, when Bill and I met him. He and I both independently have done some really similar work, even though we came from different backgrounds. So, you know, the short version is really, I've always wanted to reach and touch and impact and connect with people all around the world. And how I did that has morphed and changed over the years. And, And right now, it's a exactly where I want it to be, working with Bill and and reaching the people that we reach.
0: Fantastic. Bill?
2: Well, so we kind of joke that Laura's the brains and beauty of this organization. Uh, Totally different background. I was on academic probation in college. She graduated with honors. Uh, I ended up becoming a close quarter combat instructor. I owned a chain of martial arts schools. I taught knife fighting to members of special operations teams. And what happened is I got sort of drawn into a world of men who were the very best, who had an esprit de corps and who had skill sets beyond what most mortals get to touch. And a lot of my clients were corporate leaders and they said, Bill, can you come out? Can you, can you help us build the, those leadership skill sets, those performance skill sets in our organizations? I did that for about twenty five years and, and then Laura and I, our paths crossed, and you know, we had reached this very, very similar understanding of how the world works, and we come from totally different backgrounds and paths. So it was a, a natural kismet energy and that's what got us here today.
0: So if you can describe the first relation or the first real conversation, like, hey, we we got this thing that we can do together here and how <laughs> How that morphed into an actual organization and, you know, what it is today.
1: Well, it actually, it's it is a little bit different than that. We, I, had, I used to have a radio show, Charlie, and um, Bill had reached out to me to see if I'd be interested in having him on as a guest. This was already, what, Bill, four years ago, maybe? Yeah. Um, and um, at, the, at the time, you know, so we, we, we met. I had him on the show. We actually met in person because so we live about an hour <clears throat> away from each other. And, you know, at the time he was in a, in a marriage at the time, I wasn't looking for someone at all, but we kind of stayed connected, you mm-hmm. know, cause of business. We were kind of curious about what each other did and we kept up with what we were doing. And then, I don't know, Bill, do you want to finish the story about how
2: well, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, you know, because we I,
1: never talked about working together. We yeah, the we ended show. up,
2: we, we, uh, one night, my wife had left, uh, and, um, I, I, I had been, I don't know, there's something about Lara that if you get to spend any time with her is extremely magnetic. And I was watching her on Facebook and kind of stalking her a little bit. I was
0: about to say, so you're kind of stalking her. No, yeah, there, yeah, there was a little there was a it little turned out that he was.
2: Okay. Uh, and I ended up, I re- reached out to her. We connected on a Friday night at 10 o'clock and we ended up talking till 5 a.m. Which I've never done before, and and you know it was one of those uh, electric, dynamic conversations that changed both of our lives. And, that, and they
1: have very little to do with work at that point, Charlie.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty much nothing. But, to but do I'd with say
1: it. I'd say the next what the next four we within the next four weeks we and honestly I don't remember the first conversation about it, um, but we we created we created a partnership and um, our first live workshop within, I want to say, five weeks, six weeks? Five weeks, right. Yeah. (laughs) So we just jumped right in there, and and it was interesting for two people who have always done almost everything on their own and have been the leader of their own lives and with their clients and everything to have two people like that come together in that short period of time and lead a group of people. It was it was hilarious, it was fun, it was powerful, it was, and it was absolutely what we both wanted to be doing.
0: Interesting is a interesting word, right? <laughs> it, it wraps so much of life into one um, one word, so let, let's tease that out. Interesting, sure. exhilarating, challenging, um, you know, tell me a little bit about that journey, because again, um, 10 p.m., to five PM, you're talking, or five AM, you're talking, and then five weeks later, right. um, You're you're hosting a leadership unite. You know, you know right. so, <laughs> let,
2: let, let's unpack that a little bit, all right? Okay, let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go. So,
1: <laughs> I kind of want to describe the night before, but you go ahead. <laughs>
2: uh, you know, so Charlie, what's wild is in in my. 25 years as a, as a performance coach, I've, I've met people that were brilliant in different competency areas. Uh, they might be great, very charismatic, or they might be highly intelligent, or they might be really uh, tremendous athletic skill sets. So I meet Lara and, and I'm watching her work and we're co-creating together. And, and Charlie, she is the most remarkable woman physically intellectually emotionally spiritually and energetically and so it's so the interesting thing comes about from you know we're co-leading and co-creating but half the time my meta consciousness is going my god she's the hottest woman i've ever met or she's the most brilliant woman i've ever you know i mean and and we were in a meeting with this huge international boardroom, and i'm i'm listening to her talk to the ceo of this company and I'm going, She's so damn brilliant, I can barely keep up. And and five minutes later I'm looking at her going, best legs I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna pause there. <laughs> since, since <you're- laughs> Well, um, one of the things about men and vulnerability is sometimes when we meet a power woman that's got all, that checks all the blocks, it can trigger a lot of shadow shit for us, right? It can, like, like, wow, like, because part of it is competency versus connection, right? If you had to draw sort of a a cartoon character of, of, you know, a basic sketch of... What what triggers us as as genders and sexes, right? And I, I recognize that there are people that are not gender essentialists and they're going to be mad at me for even bringing that dy- that dichotomy up, but it's for conversational purposes only, right? Yeah. Um, and so, what is that? I mean, how did you feel? You're sitting there in the boardroom, and you know she's stunning in so many different ways. Um, what's your emotional journey with that? Because I know I've talked to other men in a similar situation. It's like, man, that's terrifying.
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's different. You know, going back to when I was uh, teaching close quarter combat, competency is everything. Mm-hmm. And I've always been, uh, I'm, I'm going to use the word aroused. I mean, when, when I are attracted, highly attracted to competent individuals, whether they be artists or musicians or, or, or business leaders. And so uh, in, in, in spending time in and around Lara, I, my she is so profoundly competent in so many venues. I mean, you know, we go skiing and I'm a, I'm a damn good athlete and she kicks my ass on the mountain <laughs> and, I, and 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 instead of being, and that
1: it, triggered you a little bit the first time it was, well, yeah, it did.
2: <laughs> but I find it thrilling, you know? So, so I've done enough work on myself and, and where I need to feel, strong. So I, am not threatened. If anything, she's the perfect partner. You know, I, I feel challenged. I feel uplifted and I trust her. And, and she mentioned, you know, I mean, it was the Bill poet show for 25 (laughs) years. And, and, you know, I'm on stage in front of a thousand people. I'm doing what I do because it's who I am. And, and to share the stage, it's hard to explain, Charlie, it's, it's effortless. And not only is it, you know, every time we've done it, Whatever I'm able to create independently, she brings something, and it's always elevated. So there is this beautiful, energetic co-creation that takes place with us.
1: Well, and we both feel that way. I mean, I would say the same thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bill, I understand what you're saying, because Pam Slam is, you know, a great friend and co-teacher and co-coach, and we've done events together. and, And I'm in the same way. I'm like, wow, like... Um, I got to bring my A game on this. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I know that if I don't bring my A game that she's got it covered too. Right. And so uh,
1: that's actually a really great point because in our first workshop that we did um, and, and, and we, ha- we, we definitely prepared Bill and I, a lot of our work in, in, with clients and, and we do it ourselves because we believe in it is, is is setting things up, so we set it up so that it is, so that it has that potential to really be a powerful workshop. And in setting it up, I knew going in with this man who had been the Bill Poet Show for <laughs> 25 plus years that I needed to be really clear about how we, how I, what I needed from him, how I saw it, what my viewpoint, you know, and how it needed to work so that I could show up. And and so there were there were definitely some moments where we were pushing against each other but see we both have the intention of making it the best possible workshop we have the intention of showing up the best we can for a client showing it for each other the best we can so our intentions are the same Mm -hmm. how we get there because we're different people can be different but we trust each other that we're we're each bringing that part and there was one moment in that first workshop where it it was a really powerful moment for us as co-leaders and and he he looked at me he and I think your words were something like, uh, "Can you take it now? I, I I need you to take it, or something like that, right, Bill? Yeah. And 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 it was like, boom. He just he knew he could just rests for a minute and collect himself and i had it and he didn't have to worry about it. For me it was hey, he respects and he trusts and he knows i'm there. So he didn't i, I knew that he was the kind of person who would never do that unless he thought the person could really truly take over. He'd he'd, he'd wipe himself out before before that. So it was a really big moment for us about three-quarters of the way through this whole day workshop where it was like shift. You know, there was that shift and we're like, "Wow, we both are fully there for each other." Um, Yeah, so it was great. I just continued to build on that.
0: So I have a military background and working with high performance teams and things like that. And so, you know, um, I know from Bill's perspective, like for someone to say, hey, do you got this and to step out? That's a huge, huge. saying? <laughs> sort of because high performance teams, like that's one of the things that you do is you build like the ability to lateral task and projects back and forth very quickly. Um, but it takes a long time to develop that rapport and trust. And so the fact that you had
2: it on the first weekend, yeah, that's yeah. huge.
1: And I, I would I say had, that neither one of us had it in our lives prior to that. Would you say that, Bill?
2: I was going to say yeah. in 53 years on the planet, I had never done that before. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, you know, sometimes there's in a partnership, there's just a lot of mind share. Like you're just all in the same wavelength all the time. And then sometimes not so much. Right. And so, um What's been the biggest sort of source of, of conflict or disagreement between you two, and how have you worked that out?
2: Uh, you know, it's, it's, that's a great question, Charlie. And And one of the commitments that we both made at the very beginning of this relationship was that we were going to lean in. As soon as it got scary or hard, what people tend to do is they, they, they retreat. They, they, you know, they draw back, kind of get into that safe zone. And, and and we both knew from experience or from the work we've done, that creates the gap, that creates the fission, that creates the failure.
1: Whether and, it be personal or professional. Yeah, and absolutely. for us, it was both.
2: So so, so when, you know, anytime that, and, and, and the answer to your question is anytime we bump, it tends to be a language issue. Uh, because of the way I was raised, my background and experience, I think this means X and she thinks this means Y. And even though our intention is so parallel and in alignment, the language or the other thing that comes up is old stuff. You know, I, I had two failed marriages. And and so so. She might do or say something that triggers something that has absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with us. And it's old Bill reacting. And so we're really conscious about, first of all, as soon as it starts, we lean in. And sometimes leaning in means, babe, I got to go for a walk or still say, I, you know, I need to go to take whatever it is. We honor that because we know we're going to get our, ourselves square and then come back in and get back to that place that means so much to us. And that's the most beautiful relationship we can possibly imagine.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything I, I would add to that. I mean, we certainly, um, we certainly, and we use the word bumps. And the reason for that is we we, we have not felt that we have any great um, Fissures or discrepancies in how we in in what our intention is personally and professionally. And so the bump to us is, oh, (laughs) there's something that we have to pay attention to. I mean, for us to know that the other person and again, personally or professionally, that the other that our partner is. That we have the same intention, that we want to get to the same place. Bill and I are very passionate about our work. We're also passionate in our personal lives. We're, we're high energy. We, we're, we're smart. We move. We're, we move quickly. We're, we're fast. We're, in, we're intense. But, and so all of that has the potential. And I know from past relationships, it can it can be bad. Um, so I needed to know that he could handle all of me. He needed to know that he could that he, that I could handle all of him, and and really show up. And what that means is sometimes, I mean, I can think of a couple of times, Bill, when the first time we were doing our video, our video shoots for our online program and I, something didn't feel right to me and I couldn't put it in words. And you were so frustrated because you want to get those videos done. <laughs> you know? Right,
2: right.
1: And, and I said, I said, we got to stop, you know? And I just, I, I pulled, pulled Bill off to the side and, and he wasn't so happy with me. I wasn't so happy. I couldn't put it into words, but I knew something didn't feel right in what we were doing. And it probably, I don't know, it felt like it was an hour, but it probably was 20 minutes where we just <laughs> had this really intense, almost like a standoff, but we both really wanted the same thing. And, and, and you know what? It ended up being so much better because of that time that we spent, it ended up being so much better than what it
2: was. I, I was going to share every single bump that we've had, Charlie, has elevated us. Yeah. every single, and, and, and they've been painful and they've been intense. Cause like Lara said, we're both very, but every, and, and so that also reinforces our trust. I mean, if, yeah. you know, we do this and then elevate and we lean in and elevate and, 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 and the requirement is, as Lara said, it's, it's, if either one of us feel unheard or diminished, it's, an, it, it's moving in the wrong direction. It's, it's all about being heard leaning in and showing up. So there's this incredible, Uh, energetic elevation that takes place every time we we push it. And when we work with organizations, we talk all the time about, you know, you have to create a safe space. Safety is everything. So that you can fight for the ultimate win of the team and, and recognize I'm not fighting against you ever. You know, it's for us.
0: Yeah. So often organizations, when it comes to team building, confuse two questions the questions are, are we on the same team and how are we going to accomplish our goals? And if you don't address both individually, right, you get nowhere, right? right? right. And so, yeah. um, You know, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's like when you, when you approach things from an adversarial point of view you're, and you're trying to figure out how you're going to make something work, you're answering the wrong question, right? <laughs> the question funny. is, how do, we de- how do we get into a team, right? How do we develop team think, right? And right. then everything else works out.
2: That's right. it. It's not about right. being right. It's about winning. What does the win look like? Where are we going with this? I And I can be wrong. And, and I hate to say it with her intellect, I quite frequently am.
1: You're not. <laughs> well, we just push each other, too. We just keep pushing each other, which is so great because we've come from relationships in the past where that's not been the case, where we where we each have felt like we had to limit or edit a little bit um, of who, who we are. So it's so much fun. It's actually really fun. It, it can be frustrating sometimes, but it doesn't last very long.
0: Good. With you two, I can ask a question that is normally not safe to ask. No, <laughs> brother.
1: You can ask us anything, Go.
0: Charlie. <laughs> um, what's a pattern about the other that you wish were different, but that you've accepted and sort of move
2: around and love and accept anyways? So, Bill, <laughs> I'll start with you. Uh, a pattern about the other. Um, the only, God, it's, it's really interesting, Charlie, because so much of our work is being really present and being really mindful that, that she's sort of an expert at catching her patterns or we're, we love each other enough to where we can point them out without it being an attack. You know, the, the only thing that I would, that I, that comes to mind is I am the world's best greatest oversharer. <laughs> I, I put everything out there. I mean, you know, my friend oh, me on Facebook, you're going to know way more about me than you want to know. Done. And, and, and Lara is more of a, a private person. And yet she has this unbelievable book and this unbelievable story and, and she's working on it. And, and it's so, it's kind of like, you know, babe, the re, you, the power is that story of yours and, and, and tell the world. And, and, and I think, I guess that's the only thing that pops up for me. That's a good one. <laughs> now, she might have some big patterns of mine if she wishes you were different. Are
1: you ready, Bill? <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm buckled in. Yeah, he, he, well, he's
0: he's squirming in his seats right now, guys. Bring it. Well, it's like, okay. you, know,
1: you know the opposite would be what, you. it would just be the other side of what you just said, number one, is, I mean, every once in a while, there's a photo of something that goes up. I'm like, oh my God, can I just have a little bit of my life stay personal? <laughs> so there's definitely that. Um, but we've, we've managed to work out a, a few things on that that help help me and allow him to keep doing what he's what what he wants to do so there's every once in a while there's something like oh my god he wants them he wants everyone to know everything (laughs) but the other thing I was thinking of um, Bill was the your morning time and um, Bill's much more of a morning person than I am and and he loves to jump right into work in the morning and so every once in a while he'll just be so excited about something that's going on with our work you know maybe he had a dream or maybe he was um, during his visualization in the morning he might have come up with something and I'm I'm just barely waking up, getting the kids to school and like getting myself like my little time before I go into the work. And every once in a while he's talking and I realize I can't, I can't do, I can't, I can't do this. So it's, it's just a tendency and all I have to say is, hey babe, I just need, I just need a few minutes for us to connect before jumping into that. And he's super, you know, he's like, oh, you know, he, he doesn't realize he's doing it. So I, I don't know those are the biggest things I can think of. Yeah.
0: Well, that that's great. That's why you know I figured there would be a safe you know <laughs> safe question. Yeah. That, you know, you seem quite in connection with communication and patterns and things like that. Um, in many ways, what you were talking about, Laura, reminds me of Angela and I because I'm the morning person. Like I get up naturally at five thirty, and I'm oh going my to God. go right. Um, yeah. As part of it's the military thing. Part of it's I don't know, Bill. I'm with you on that one. Like it's the morning. Like right. let's make this day awesome. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, and so, um, we have a rule in our relationship that I don't talk to her before she talks to me. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: right.
2: That's a good rule. That's because good. Like That'd be in,
1: hard for you, Bill. I know. Well, it's it's, it's it, hard for me.
2: I, I wait for your morning call.
1: That's true. That's true.
2: Yeah.
0: So, um, no blame, but you know. Uh, so is it just
1: hard? Does it just bubble up inside of you, Charlie? Just sometimes have trouble holding it all in until she speaks?
0: Yes, um, yes, too, it does. right. It's like,
2: where is she? Where is she? Like, right. And it's
0: one of it's those like things. a little
2: kid at Christmas, right? It's like, come on, the presents the tree. Let's get this thing going.
0: Well, you know, that's the beauty of doing creative work with someone that you love is that you have that to share them with. Right. Or right. Share, share what share the wins and whatever is coming up. You have that person. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's the joy of it. But it's, it's like, you know, um, the, the kid waiting for the candy store to open. Right? <laughs> it's like, right. come on already. I'm out here. Um, and Angela gets up much, much later because she has a different diet, like, you know, circadian rhythm than I do. Right? Right, so, right. Um, and we're beyond trying to change each other's patterns is what do we do about it? Right. Right. Um, and so it tends to work really well. And also what I do is I get really involved in something else. And so I can redistract myself on something else and then forget. Right. And then by the time she comes around, I'm like, Oh yeah, I was going to talk to you about this. <laughs> right. And so, nice. uh, that That's how it works out for us. But it took us, you know, a good 10 years or so to figure that one out to like, mm. you know, um, well,
1: it's good. You figured it out.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I might not learn quickly, but I learn in time. You know?
1: <laughs> At one point in my life, I was married to someone who was very much a morning person. He kept being convinced that he could train me and that just didn't work. 20 years. It didn't work. <laughs> so,
0: no, nah, that's not something. You to guys say.
1: figured it out.
0: Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Mm-mm. Um, it's just no. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Um, so what is the special sauce of um, the... Um, I just lost what I was going to say. I'll
1: come
2: back. Yay. It's going to be even better. Charlie, a better thought awaits you. It's totally going to be. Was
1: back, he was back at morning time with his right. love. Uh, and- that's what
2: I was
0: doing. I was really, <laughs> I was really distracted. Okay. Nice. Um, so, Let's talk about Life Advance um, International. What is the special sauce of the program that, that really fires you up? Because there are a lot of leadership programs. There are a lot of personal development programs. There's a lot of programs out there. What's the special sauce besides you two? Because I can already <laughs> say, like, I would want to hang out with you guys. And so, <laughs> um, but besides that, what's, what's the, the signature sauce there?
2: I got, I got two. Um, number one, we, we talk about a BSometer. Uh, We've got a team. uh, The the CEO is an MIT grad, did it in three years. Brilliant group of individuals. Got them together, had them tabulate the amount of knowledge they have acquired in their entire careers that they would stake their lives on. They averaged it out. It was 12%. I've got 11 degrees of black belt. 90% of what I was taught is absolute crap. You know, Lara's got a PhD from one of the best universities in the country. So what we do in our trainings is we have distilled the essence of what works and we're looking for universal principles. Most most trainers teach techniques. When A happens, do B, and the world isn't static like that. So we have six core principles that are universal to relationships, individuals, and organizations. That's the first. And the second is we are a training entity. So our big quote is, even valid knowledge is valueless until it becomes cellularized. And the only way to cellularize information is to train in it. So all of our courses are a minimum of six weeks and they have daily exercises and they're designed to embed and encode these principles so you have quantifiable life movement that's mine babe
1: <laughs> well you kind of you you covered it i just wanted to add first of all to charlie you know what you said about us you said you said you gave us a compliment, Bill and I, ab- about us and being with us. And it's true that when, when Bill and I walk into a room and we're working with, whether it's an, ex- an executive board, whether it's a, a large group of, of people who are just interested in you know advancing their lives, whether it's troubleshooting in a startup company, whatever it is, there there is something that the two of us bring into that personal space that is special. But, but what we've done is... Because we can't be everywhere all the time, we only have X number of hours in the day, and because we want to reach more people, we've spent a lot of time as Bill said, distilling down everything that Bill just said, but also really bringing who we are into not only our face-to-face programs but our online programs. So that, so that in in what's written, we have videos, we have audios, we have um, playbooks or workbooks that people use. It's it's they really are getting us as best we can, even if they're not sitting in a room with us. And and so that combined with what Bill said, it, there, there's something. I don't almost want to say magical, but it's, it's powerful and it, it, it's it's shifting at a level that's very different than left brain.
2: Just to add to that, Charlie, you know, in terms of secret sauce, Laura is one of the most powerful, dynamic leaders I have ever worked with, and she is incredibly feminine. And historically, what I've seen and certainly in the business world is that for a woman to make it in the C-suite, she's had to sacrifice some of that femininity and really adopt a lot of what we would call male traits. And so one of the things that happens universally in our workshops is women and men come up and thank her for her capacity to be fully in her power in in a way that is un, unapologetic for being a woman and that much more powerful and dynamic. So I would definitely put that in as another one of the secret ingredients that, you know, um, and, and I've really stepped to the side because we, we need to empower women and they need to be able to step in and claim that co-leadership role.
1: I wouldn't say you step to the side, but I would say you stand stand by my side and allow me to stand by your side.
2: Well, that's what I meant. I didn't say I stepped <laughs> off stage. I'm, I just I'm, wanted I meant to underline by that. Your side.
0: <laughs> well, that's something, you know, something I've been observing throughout our conversation is this very strong um, um, spiritual warrior, masculine energy coming from Bill and the same thing from Laura at the same time, right? Just not masculine on the feminine side of things, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because I was thinking about this before we got on the call, Bill, because I'm like, here you are, you're a CQC trainer, right? Um, and you got all of this like very hardcore, like um, training stuff. And yet your, your main thing seems to be about love. Yeah. Right.
2: Well, I had to have my heart broken yes. for about 20 years nonstop before I I recognized that, you know what, performance without love is a waste of oxygen.
0: Absolutely. Um, and so I was noticing that on your side, Bill, that um, I was also noticing this integration over on Laura's side of um, the beauty and the bronze and the, you know, the brain and the heart and all that kind of whatnot. So it's just very well integrated people, right? Um,
1: it's taken a while. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk
0: about that journey, right? Because I think the journey to love or journey, like I think um, it can sound very like new age or sort of like, you know, Pollyanna to talk about the power of love in one's life to really transform and become whole people, right? Mm -hmm. And yet, that's what in some ways you both have said.
1: Well, Absolutely.
2: Say that you know we're just both going back and, and re-auditing Napoleon Hill's book, you know, which is sort of the first think if the first book on human performance. And he said, out of the twenty five hundred millionaires, which back in the thirties, you know, a millionaire hundred million today, that he studied, not one of them achieved great success without being driven by love. So it, it is, love is our ultimate creative force. Love is the ultimate source of power opening and expansion. And and so I, I would just like to say, it, it's not, I think it's highly pragmatic to look at what it, what fuels, what drives creation, whether it be Henry Ford or Pablo Picasso or Elvis Presley, you got to be turned on. You know, when you're turned on, you're in a creative state. And, and one of the things which is so much fun with working with Laura is, is, I, I am so turned on by her. Again, physically, intellectually, energetically, spiritually. And, and we operate very much at an equal vibration. So, so what you're, I think, feeling and picking up, we're totally different people in how we express. But the vibration, and, and we each independently, I think sort of to answer your question, you know, it took me 20 years of intense work to become the man able to love her the way I'm able to love her today.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I would say definitely, and, and this is, this is, probably specific to, I'll say it's, it's more specific to women. You know, I thought in order to, when I was younger, when I I thought in order to succeed, in order to have impact, in order to be in a leadership role, it had to look a certain way. And, and what Bill was talking about earlier, you know, that certain way it used to be, I believe it is in the process of changing, but it used to be very masculine, you know, and so I did all of that. And I'm, I'm a really good, I'm really good at reading what needs to happen, I'm really good at making things happen, and so all of my, all of my training was so very much in that, in the left brain space, and in that very masculine um, energy, I almost felt like I had to hide behind, I had to to hide my femininity, or that would pull away, or, or, you know, Cover up what I really wanted people to hear me saying, and what I've what I've learned over a course of many, many years, and yeah, too many years was um, that my my true power, my true creative genius um, is really being super strong in who I am as a woman, and, and it doesn't have to look like someone else. It doesn't have to look like a man. It doesn't have to look like another woman, for that matter. It's, it's who I am, and who I am is I'm a very sensual woman. I'm a very powerful woman, and, and physically, I'm, 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 I'm intense. I mean, I have burned up so many, when when I got out of my 20-year marriage and I was dating, I burned, I feel like I burned up people that I was dating because they just, they were like, what's the matter with you? You're like a man, or you're like this, or you're too intense, or you're too this. So, it's been a process of me learning to be okay with who I am, and that's allowed me to show up you know, next to Bill in whatever situation we're going into, whether it's a professional, you know, executive board meeting, whether it's a big group of people, whether it's us, just the two of us and, and just go, hmm, this is who I am. And, and he can take all of that and not only take all of it, he wants all of that to show up. And so I wouldn't have been able to do that you know, six years ago, 10 years ago, because I didn't feel good about it. I didn't feel confident. I didn't feel okay with who I was. It's not Bill's job. It's not anyone else's job to make you okay. It's your, your job to, to do that. And that's what we teach people.
0: Bill, what's your, what's the conversation pattern around when you notice that she's not quite amplifying who she is, she's kind of turning it down a little bit. Right. How
1: did you know he does that <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I, I I just say you know and it's an ongoing conversation and and it's like i babe I need all of you,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I need all of you you're not too much, you know, don't scare me you know I mean bring it and she so we have this i mean it's 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 very sexual uh and not, not necessarily physically sexual, but energetically sexual. Um, I, 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 I she, her power is so delicious. And so in to, you know, I want it. I, and, 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 you know, and again, I'm, you know, life is too short. I have three daughters, which is also important. I want my girls to show the hell up. I don't ever want them to apologize. And and I know that genius is found in, in that perfect self-expression that only, individual can can do and so you you know just it's like babe are you you know are you ready in fact that night that night in our 10-hour phone call i don't know maybe an hour and i said are you ready to be loved and she knew it wasn't a trite question that question carried the weight of the world Mm -hmm. with it it was like a lightning bolt
1: it was yeah
2: and she said yeah so i've been bringing it (laughs) right babe
1: that's right you've been bringing it
2: yep Um, so
0: again, I'm rolling back though. Cause I'm in, I'm interested that mm-hmm. like, you notice noticed, like when you notice this, that she's not in her zone, right? Right. What's the, the conversational interruption that
2: really. So you know, here, Charlie, this is, you're not, yeah, this isn't going to be exactly the answer to your question because she is so good at self-management. She's better at it than I am. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of that guy who's got the little bit of, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to bust through everything. And she's like, you know what? Uh, I need a night off. I need to go take a yoga class. I need to go on a hike. I need to do a cleanse. She's much more self-aware. So I'm actually learning more about that, that capacity to care for me so I can show up for her. So it's, you know, I, it, I don't have that answer. Cause she's, she's, better at it than I am
1: you will every once in a while you'll say you'll say hey show you'll just you'll just say something really simply like show fully show up or you'll just say Uh something like that and it's it's we're both on it you know we've done a lot of training so we're both on it enough where I'm like I'll I'll respect what he's saying I'll check in I'll check in and I'll see where I can make that shift Um, I trust I trust Bill to to, he he's he's very aware and he's also he's also um yeah i just i trust him to see when I might start be i, I might be pulling back a little bit.
2: Well, and now, 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 that I think about it, you know, Charlie, we use a lot of very, I guess, conscious language. So before we go into a call, what's our intention? What you know, I mean, but when we go on a date, okay, have we gotten rid of every? I mean, so we're we're using we're very intentionally clear. <laughs> did you
1: just say have we gotten rid of all the kids? Is that but what I
2: did, you? I, said? Didn't, I, did, I, I, I didn't say kids, but sort of. It was, was, was implied. Right. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. You know, um, so there is a lot of you know we stop. One of one of the hearts of our training is stop stop get clear and then move or stop and elevate at your core Re- and then reconnect
1: move. to what really matters <laughs> and then take take a step right. forward from there
2: so we're doing that all day long I mean that this, so that that I guess is to to answer your question you know that that conversation is happening 10 15 times a day um, so we're, we're checking in we're connecting we're elevating it's you know and then go um, so yeah I guess we do do that
0: <laughs> um- <laughs> So the reason I ask that is it's part of what we're doing on the creative giant show is really looking at ways in which we can thrive, you know, as really powerful people and show up fully ourselves as, as Mm -hmm. the creative compassionate beings that we are. Um, And what I've been really loving the hell of this conversation is that, you know, we have a couple situation right here, right? Mm -hmm. Right? And the question becomes not just how do you stand tall, but how do you set the environment so that uh, someone else is both both allowed to, but also not allowed to not do it. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I was asking that question. Cause I was just riffing off of what Laura said about her, not, you know, like really showing up in her full self. So I'm going to flip it Laura. how do okay. you, um, what do you do to support bill when he's like not at his, right. you know, at his standing tall um, place.
1: So just to underline back to, cause I think that's great that that's something and, and it is different when you're in a relationship because each person is individually doing that work <clears throat> themselves. But absolutely, if you're in a partnership, especially in a creative you know business partnership you you want your partner to show up just as much so the way that we set it up is is exactly how what we do in our training of people and there's this process and Bill alluded to it where we're constantly checking in so we're each doing that individually and then we do it as a couple as well a little bit less frequently as as a couple and and so what happens is is it sets up this mechanism this process that makes it really easy when it's not happening so if if i notice if either one of us does so, but if i notice that bill is you know sometimes he might get really focused on on getting certain details done and i'm i'm very very aware of the of the energy of something as we're, as we're doing something and i i might just say hey you know, can we just hold off for a minute? Can we check in on this? And because of our language and because of our processing, it's, a, it's a very easy. He'll, he'll say, sh- you know, it might take two requests, <laughs> but usually it only take, takes one because um, he's, he's really forward moving. He's fantastic that way. So it's kinda, he doesn't want to stop. He doesn't want to take that time. So I'll just say, I'll say something like, something's not feeling right. Because I don't always have the language. Sometimes I I think English must not be my first language because sometimes I feel like I don't have the language. I'll just say, something doesn't feel right. I just want to stop and check in. And it might be he and I, somehow our relationship is a little off. It might be something with, you know, whatever the page we're working on. It might be something that we're writing. Whatever it is, it doesn't really matter because we use the same process. And he, you know, because we both are doing this individually and because we are committed to doing it as a couple, he hears that. We stop. And we don't always know what it's going to look like, but it's a reconnecting on a level that has nothing to do with the details that are in front of us. And when we do that, when Bill and I connect like that, anything is possible. I mean, that's the thing. It's like when we're connected like that and we're really vibrating at that, you know, that that same energetic frequency I hope, hopefully that's not too woo-woo for your listeners but it's we go all like, oh, sorts of places you here. know it's it's just like ah oh, okay then he's like boom he can just fly off in the direction he was going with that with that energy and and it, it 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 just it completely changes it so it doesn't last very long that's the thing i will say because of the process we use um and it really is it's a request it, it's me requesting or it's bill requesting hey you know hey babe can we we just need an afternoon to reconnect or we need to go have my, my thing lately has been we've been working so hard on getting another online program up that it's just like, I just want to play. I just want to have fun. And he respects me enough to know that that doesn't mean I, I want to forget what we're doing in our work. It means I need to laugh for a little bit <laughs> and then it, I can come back and we will come back so much more creative and, and powerful and focused. Does that answer your question
0: <laughs> brilliantly brilliantly right um because in the training i do with teams and, and organizations part of it is is developing communication codes mm-hmm. that immediately slap, snap them into things and you know um i learned it from the military bill probably realized that there's just so much communi- so many communication codes that will snap people's attention and, and talk about that right and i think we don't have enough communication codes in our personal relationships either to just right. say hey check in and check yeah. in is not like you know it, it's like, I think the worst, um, <laughs> the worst sort of like lead into any conversation when you're not in connection is, hey. Um, we need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh, <crap."> right? And <laughs> even worse is we need to talk later.
1: Like oh, that, yeah, You right, right. <laughs> stressed the whole day. That's
0: going to be a
2: fun afternoon.
0: That's going to be a fun afternoon, no matter what it is. Um, and so, just developing other codes, like, "Hey, I'm feeling uncomfortable right now about something," mm-hmm. right? And so, it gives enough context. And I'm going to slide this in. This is now the second podcast I think I've mentioned this on in a week. Um, and I was talking about to a client um, the book Nonviolent Communication. Give me mm-hmm. just a second because
2: there's a page number in it. The host has left the building. Oh, there he is. Hey, brother. All righty, I'm
0: back. Um, I want to make sure to give the right page number, right? Um, On page 44 in nonviolent communication, it's got, you know, maybe a hundred different words around emotions. Mm. Right? And I'm putting this out here because I'm kind of riffing off of what Laura said about English not being um, her first language. I think um, a rich emotional language is not our first language. It's not many people's first language. I grew up with like, You know, sometimes we talk about like the, you know, the box of crayons that you get in kindergarten. Like there's some schools where they get the 32 box crayon, right? And it's got all the different colors. I got the eight box, right? I had (laughs) the primary colors. Right. When it comes to emotions, right? When it comes to like, I could be mad, I could be frustrated, but I didn't have this rich um, body of language. So page 44, nonviolent communication gives a bunch of different emotion and feeling words, which is helpful in moments like what Laura is talking about, where, you're feeling something, but you know not what, right? Yeah, uh,
1: right. Yeah.
0: And so I just wanted to share that with, with listeners. Yeah, that's a, that's
1: a great, great work. book. Nice.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's a game changer book if you work yeah. the process. Yeah. And um, speaking of work the process, what I loved about what you said, Laura, is what I heard when you are talking about your process is you commit to the process and don't worry about the outcome, right? Got- like don't know where this conversation is going, but you're leaning into the process.
1: Yeah, and I would actually change the language a little bit, and I would say it's it, it, actually the outcome – the outcome we are committed to, but how you get there is what we what we leave open. Um, and so there's a process by which we do that. So we're very clear where we're headed, and of course it's going to morph and change because as you get more infor- you know as you get more information, as you develop, as you go down the road, it's going to morph and change. But you have you have that that um, I don't even like to use the word goal, but you have that vision of where you're going and And we have a process on how to do it how to move there individually, how to move there as 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 a couple, as a partnership. And then the things that come up, you know, we don't know when this is going to happen. This this person called or this happened in this course or, you know, maybe you lose this video that what you thought was your perfect one, you know, whatever it is, or in our personal life, you know, suddenly I'm having my kids hundred percent of the time. That kind of changes things. You know, I mean there's there's things and you kind of go, okay, well, within that, within what's given, What, how do we move to what, because we know, we know what we want. We want to be able to have that yummy time just for the two of us. We want to be able to have the time that we're really, you know, working on, on impacting as many people as we can, you know, all those things. And so it's, it's how sometimes shifts and changes, but we're committed to the process and we're committed to the vision.
2: and and just to jump in charlie the process that we use is is it's the based on the pre-socratic elemental model so it's been around for a thousand years void earth water fire and wind there is an energetic and there's an application of each one of those elements and when the elements are in harmony you have a a thriving ecosystem and when they are disintegrated you have a you have a broken ecosystem so my relationship with me, my relationship with Lara, my relationship with my clients, my relationship with the world are all expressions of the same being and when we are integrated which which America is so dis you know you go to work and then you go to the gym and then you go to ca- marriage counseling and it's it's a broken model uh, you know in the martial arts you'll recognize after the UFC came out, you know, the old karate guys are like, Ooh, maybe I'd better learn how to wrestle or Ooh, maybe I'd better learn how to do this. And the problem is if you're a boxer, boxer has principles that are different than wrestling. So, so, and the brain in a pressure situation doesn't delineate. I mean, a fight's a fight that is a fight and you'd better be engaged in a universal process that applies in every field. And what is so much fun is we'll get hired by an organization to teach them the leadership advance course. And the CEO signs up for our love advanced course, or someone comes into our love advanced course and they want to do the leadership because they see it's like, Oh my God, it's the same process. It's the same tool. And so what I love as someone who loves to train, I'm doing it right now. I'm I, from the moment I wake up until I'm 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 going through the process. I'm cellularizing the tools, and and you talked about that that language. You know, people can understand earth energy. People can understand fire, water, and wind very quickly. So now I might be able to communicate a feeling more effectively through the energy than my weak crayon box. <laughs> so you know, that's that's the joy of what we're doing.
0: Absolutely. Um... You know, what you made me think of, Bill, is like when you look at the ancients, you look at Socrates and Plato, you look at Lao Tzu, you look at a lot of the spiritual traditions, they had a keen insight that we forget. They, they would normally talk about a government or a nation and use that as a metaphor for the self <laughs> because they recognize that Absolutely. everything was so connected. So when you read the Republic, people are like, I'm really confused about the Republic. Yes, he's talking about a political entity but he's also talking about oneself right Mm -hmm. in the different ways in which things govern and somehow along the way we've lost that i think the reductionistic mechanistic way of understanding the world has got us thinking in terms of you know atoms and not in terms of molecules but we're all molecules you know Mm -hmm. right 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 absolutely um so you all discovered each other um (laughs) Later in life, and I mean, not late, late, right? No one, but, but, <laughs> but not early either, right? Um, you had a few marriages yeah. and, kids and things
2: like that, and we're on the back nine, Charlie. I was, hey,
0: um, <laughs> you are the most energetic people on the back nine I've met in a long time, so um, screw that noise, right? Um, yeah. and so.
1: Well, no. I, used, I used to have to date guys that were significantly younger than me just so they could barely keep up. So this, this guy, this guy is amazing.
0: Bam. There we go. Best compliment ever. Right. Um, yeah. and, and so it would have been easy for you guys to give up on love and that it was going to work out and just that, you know, this wasn't for you. Right. Or it wasn't your pathway, but you did. Right. <laughs> yes. What would you say to someone that's on that borderline of giving up on it, or maybe they have given up on it?
1: Oh, great question. I, you know, I I, want to put out there sharing some of my personal story, Uh (laughs) as Bill would urge me. I want to put out there that I, for a while, had come to this belief that I actually needed five men in my life. I needed someone that I could, that could be a great guy with my kids, someone who I could travel with, someone who was great, that I could do physical stuff with sexually, and someone I could work with. So, for some reason, in the back of my mind, I always had this idea that I could work with someone, but I I never met a man that could, and this sounds a little bit, I I just, I I go at such such intensity and, and, and such... I don't know, not, not speed, but just intensity that, that it, it, it seemed to me as I was dating people that one area would be okay, but not the other areas. And so I did get very, but so I got very close to that feeling of there's just, there's just, he just doesn't exist out there. And, and so it was, it It was almost it wasn't a giving up because what I had told myself when I left my marriage was I'm going to bring all the love and joy and peace and fun into my life that I can on my own and with my kids, regardless of if someone shows up. So the first thing I would say to someone is start cultivating it within yourself. And and when you cultivate it within yourself, that means you're not relying on someone else to give you, bring you, do for you. And when you do that, and that's what our love advance course is all about. So whether you're in a relationship or not, it's it's about cultivating that love, which which then turns into confidence and turns into action and all these other things that people want. But you gotta start with that core of who you are. Are you okay with who you are? Are you doing for you the things that you want someone else to do for you? are you loving your life regardless of if show, someone shows up or not. And so, I wouldn't say I ever gave up. I always had a sense that there was someone out there. I just got frustrated that I couldn't find him, you know? Like I just thought it, usually when I decide to do something it happens quickly and it didn't happen quickly. So there was a frustration, but but to someone who feels like giving up, I would say cultivate it with within you. Look for all, whether it's our resources, whether it's anywhere else, just go out into the world and love, and love from a place of, of feeling it rather than expecting it from someone else.
0: And who knows, he might be stalking you. <laughs> he might right. be stalking yeah. you hey, on Facebook.
2: Right now. <laughs> yeah. Bill. And answer the phone. Yeah, Charlie. Um, same thing for you. Same you know, question. I, I think, and again, the, the heart of everything that we teach, and I believe this to be a quantifiable truth, is every single person is inherently worthy. It's the first principle we teach. You're not worthy because of what you do, you're worthy because I am. And so much of our work is helping a person elevate their capacity to understand that cellularly. <laughs> because if you imagine that being a chalice, my life ain't never getting bigger than I am inherently worthy. And I can take all the therapy and all the classes and read all the books and I stay at that plateau. So, so I know, at my core, I deserve love, and I deserve expression, and I, and it's, it's, and and so when a person has lost that belief, it's not that they've lost their belief in love; they've lost their belief in themselves. They've lost that inherent truth of your, you know, and and God, what we can do—the the fact that we can think, speak, act—I mean, we're, we're miracles. And so, the first course of action is to reconnect. And remember the miracle that you are, you know, your DNA, your fingerprint, your, and, and, and when you start honoring that, like Laura said, you start going out into the world and you start giving your love away and you start giving your gifts away and you're not doing it because you want something back. You're doing it because it's an expression of who you are and you become so attractive and you become so magnetic. You, you will find, and, and what's so great is even if that person isn't in your life, You're experiencing, you know, in our love advanced course, we say in order to attract the love of your life, you must become the love of your life. And we mean that literally, man, if you don't love spending time with you, if you're not turned on by you, if you don't have to take care of you, forget finding somebody else to do it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as I've been sitting here, I've had, (laughs) I just have to share this, right? So Laura, when you were talking about five men, I thought about the, um, the Seinfeld you know, um episode where he's got she, he's got one guy that does all the dating stuff and the oh, other guy yeah. right and so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's been like this 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 media <laughs> playlist in my head and then there's the food fighter song Best of You which I'll link in the- <laughs> it's, it's a great like who's getting the best of you is basically like yeah. It's, yeah. best of you. And then um I just kinda ended up on the Lion King like remember who you are, right? Uh, Anyways, um very, love, very-
2: your, love your brain Charlie.
0: I know it's great. <laughs> um well I feel like if I keep you anymore I'm gonna have to start paying you. And so um, I want to wrap it up with, with the final question. Um, if people remember nothing else about you two and your body of work, what would you want that to be? And you get two answers because there's both of you, right? So what would you want them
2: to remember from this episode and your body of work? I'll jump. Um, love, open your heart. All those walls, everything you think you're doing to protect yourself is cutting you off. Every single person suffers. Everybody gets the bad stuff. But if you don't open up your heart, you're never going to know the great joys. You're never going to know the great passions and great powers. So, you know, advancing love. That's what lo- mm-hmm. advance love and your light's going to shine.
1: Oh, that's so well said. Um, I would add that for anyone listening to know that when you are facing a really difficult moment, whatever it is, relationship, health, a death, you know, whatever it is, that by opening up your heart, you, you allow this possibility of being able to move through it and see beauty and joy and ease and love. And, and my hope would be that in, with our work and everyone who, who works with us, that, that, that the hearts are opening as opposed to shutting down.
0: That's beautiful, both of you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's been wonderful and um, just really appreciative.
2: Well, yeah. and Charlie, if, if we can, a two-second plug, if somebody wants to learn more, have them go to loveadvance.com. Uh, we do free webinars, free trainings, and we just want to get people turned on and engaged. So, uh, you know, thank you for sharing your intellect and your audience with us. It's been a real treat.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Charlie.
0: Yeah. And we'll be linking that up in the show notes. So, and then some of the other resources that they've talked about. Um, so, okay, creative giants, you heard it from bill and Laura, what can you do to open yourself up to love and open yourself up to the beauty that's right in front of you right now? Um, If you can't find it where you are right now, you're not going to find it anywhere. Until next time, stand tall.
1: Thanks for listening to the Creative Giant Show. To find more tools and inspiration for creative giants, head on over to ProductiveFlourishing.com. Stand tall, Creative Giant.